0: But first, our top story takes us to John Kingston as we talk about California and the state applies for a waiver to enact the Advanced Clean Fleets Rule that will go into effect January 1st, 2024. John, thanks for joining us this morning.
1: Thanks, everybody.
0: It's no secret, John, that this has been coming down the pipeline for quite a while now. California has gotten an EPA waiver to go ahead with its Advanced Clean Trucks Rule, but now this is the sister companion rule going on forward. What have they applied for this time?
1: Well, it was it is the companion rule to advance clean trucks, which does have a waiver. But uh, the, and uh, a never said this, but uh, p- but people in the trucking industry will tell you that car officials said to them, we don't think we need a waiver for this one based on the reading of uh, the Clean Air Act and when you do need a waiver and when you don't. Remember, California's kind of got a special uh, position under the Clean Air Act where it can implement rules stricter than federal rules because it was kind of unique pollution uh environment out there but they need a waiver to do so so the suggestion all along apparently from them to people in the California trucking industry was we don't need a waiver so in October the California trucking Association filed suit against carb uh, saying they needed a waiver there were several other things in there they filed suit generally against the, the advanced clean fleets rule um, but one of the things they said was we need a we wa- you need a waiver and lo and behold uh, carb has in fact filed a waiver request with the EPA. Now, the reality is the history of waiver requests from CARA from the state of California to the EPA is an almost unbroken record of successes. Every time they ask for one, just about, I think I think somebody told me there was one instance where they asked for something and didn't get it. But otherwise, they almost always get it. Um, there's really no reason to believe that they probably won't get this one. But, you know, it does kind of throw some uncertainty into the into the mix. Now, let me point out that the only real hard impact of January 1st under the Advanced Clean Fleets Rule is that you can no longer register a, uh, an internal combustion engine, you know, diesel truck, uh, with, the, uh, with the state drayage registry. That is the really big thing that's going to happen on January 1st would somebody now under this try to register a, a diesel fleet a diesel truck in february if a uh, waiver is not granted i guess so i really don't know what the point is they can try to do that get that registration in between now and the end of the year of course the end of the year is pretty close but they've known about this for a while you know are you really going to go to court for some battle that you're almost certainly not going to win just to get an ice vehicle in there i it's just, it just I just don't know that the impact of this is going to be all that big, unless the waiver isn't granted, <laughs> and that's a huge impact.
0: And John, whenever I hear of these stories happening in California, the first thing I always hear after that is that I'm not going to California, I'm not doing business in California and all these other you know areas that flow from that. Is this something that if a waiver isn't granted that we would actually see that people are just saying no to going to California or doing business in California?
1: Well, if the waiver isn't granted, then basically the regulatory regime is loosened. So they'd be more likely, you know, I, I I can't help but think about these things. I'm never going to California. I'm never going to California. What did you say the per mile rate was? You know, and, um, you know, and, and, and let's go west, everybody. Right. You know, because eventually economics does work if the supply truly dries up and there's really no indication yet. That dr- supply is drying up out there, by the way. You know, if you look at the if, if you look at O-TRI for Los Angeles, uh, if you look at the Port of Long Beach data on the number of trucks active in the ports, registered with the ports, uh, that's not there. You know, at a certain point, though, if you do get a supply tightness, it makes the rates so attractive. It drives them up so high that it attracts people to come in. So I, I don't know. I, I've always been skeptical of that, uh, that sort of I'm never going there. I mean, you know, how many people, how many truckers you think have declared that they were never, ever going to go to New York City ever again? They did.
0: So, John, of course, as you mentioned, this is kind of a slow rollout for both the Advanced Clean Fleets Rule and the Advanced Clean Trucks Act. Can you talk to us a little bit about what now these forward-looking deadlines are going to be? That January 1st is the initial implementation, but what are the hard deadlines that companies will have to deal with as the rule continues to kind of slow roll into effect?
1: Well, the, 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 the assumption is that most trucking companies will follow what's known as the milestones chart. And the milestones says, depending on the class of vehicle you have, you have to be X percent of ZEV by such and such a year. Um, and, you know, the, the, the smaller vehicles, kind of like smaller delivery vans, they're the ones facing the more immediate... Uh, the, the more immediate demand to be to be all Z not at all ZEV, but partial zev uh, on the way to all zeV um, you know it's a it's a, it's a chart that's got you know like uh, uh, 16 18 data points on it so I can't do them off the top of my head but they're pretty well established and we're going to need to you know t- time to see how it plays out the argument of the CTA in in its in its lawsuit is that there is not going to be enough uh, supply of zeVs to make this thing work um, you know, the CARB, the carb uh, excuse me, CARB fires back by saying, well, look at all these ZEVs that are available. Uh, they really do feel that in their last iteration of the Advanced Clean Fleets Rule, the one that was adopted, that there was a little more wiggle room if you if you couldn't get a ZEV by a certain date. Um, you know, this is going to take, this is going to play out over 5, 10, 15 years, um, really, more than that, I, th- I think the ultimate deadline is something like 2040 or 2042 to be 100% ZEV. You know, under the rule, no no new non-ZEV sales after 2035, and then you have to phase out the the, uh, the ICE vehicles by I believe 2042. So um, you know, so I mean, book me now for uh, you know for, for freeways now in 2042, and we'll we'll talk about how it all went. <laughs>
0: John, we'll both be here waiting to talk about what's going on with this. When we have you here, we always have to ask you about what's going on with the energy markets. What's the latest from diesel?
1: Well, just over the last two or three days, oil markets have tried had a pretty significant turnaround upward. But, I mean, the, the reason for that is just sort of understandable. Look, with the, with the significant decline in interest rates, you've got the 10-year now below 4%, at least it was the other day. Don't know if it still is. You know, what that does is that weakens the dollar. And a weaker dollar leads to higher commodity prices in general and higher oil prices in particular. So, look, we've had a huge sell-off in in oil uh, that's been really going on for months. That's not likely to go on forever. I will say that the diesel price turnaround is just the last two or three days. On the futures market, the wholesale market would have followed suit. It would not surprise me, I mean, retail probably still has some ways to go to catch up. And when the report comes out on Monday with the weekly DOE uh, EIA D-O-E-E-I-A price that's used as a basis for most fuel surcharges, I'm going to guess it's probably going to be down again. So we may actually have reached a bottom on this slide, but, you know, look, if you're an independent owner operator and you're out there operating without a fuel surcharge, this has been heaven, okay, real heaven these past couple of weeks with these declines. It, it's possible we may may have run its course. But look, all the models going into uh, 2024 you know are showing uh, supply demand balance definitely favoring a bearish market. You know another thing I do want to mention that's, that's starting to be a factor. not really it's diesel, but petroleum at all is that, that electric vehicles, you know, you can argue about how much of the future they're, they're gonna be um, and whether we're going too fast, but the, the, the reality is there, there are enough of them right now out there, and it's not just cars, it's scooters too. Remember, a lot of the third world gets itself around on scooters, okay, uh, electric scooters, that it's starting to impact uh, demand enough that it's having an impact on price. Look, if you've got, if, if you've got a reduction of a million barrels a day of demand, as a result of battery technology, you know, that on the margin, that's big. And the margin is where it's set. So uh, batteries are starting to become a factor in the oil market, no doubt about it.
0: There you go. All right, John, thank you for joining us this morning. And we will catch up with you next week after our weekend.
1: Okay, thank you. You too.
0: Right now, we're going to head over to the wall for our first carrier update of the morning.